the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. To live off until the day I die. I may not be able to get a new house whenever I want to. I may not be able to get a a new car, and that worries me, because have you seen how much cars are going up in costs? Tesla just raised the prices again. And I'm like, ooh. Now, again, there's still some cheaper versions of automobiles out there. But I'm a little concerned that it's moving in the wrong direction, called inflation. But the market's making it pretty darn easy. And what do I mean by that? I don't think I came out of high school as a gifted genius. I don't think I came out of college as a gifted genius. And I've made enough money by the age of 50 to live off till the day I die. I wanted to do it by the time I was 35. And I'll be honest with you, I could have if I remained single. But when you get married and have a kid and have another kid, you have a wife that doesn't want to leave the state of California. You're like, oh, boy. My plan was to skedaddle at some point to a, a cheaper part of the world. So my plans changed. But the market is making it just, for lack of a better phrase, terribly easy at this point in time. And again, I'm not trying to say the word easy is a guarantee. Nope. I, I'm kind of saying something quite different in my opinion. GameStop is way too easy. That's when you start getting really, really worried. I had a client back in the 1990s who came up to me and said, if I give you an extra 10,000, can you make it 20 by Christmas? And it was probably October. And at that time I could have, but I was offended for him and his grossly inflated expectations. But I don't know if he was wrong now in hindsight. Maybe I should have taken more advantage and, and pulled in more money because it was easy, easy picking, so to speak. But then every time I win, I thought someone was losing. That made me nervous. Roblox, popular child's uh, video gaming platform. Very popular. Very dominant. Pre-Minecraft. Very innocent, all things considered. Fairly social. Both owners or two of the early investors are worth a couple billion dollars each today. And I'm like, ooh, it's pretty easy to make money in picking stocks at times. But then you get your expectations a little bit too cocky, a little bit too arrogant. Bitcoin bounced up to 57,400. It's a stone's throw away from 58,360. Yesterday, everyone was a winner. Again, I kind of want a world of some losers. Like, cue the music, movie voice guy. In a world of strangers, two people found love. 
you kind of want strangers and, and people finding love. You kind of want a yin and a yang. DraftKings was up 11% yesterday, closing at an all-time high. That's a stock I've been talking about last since last March when the pandemic really hit hard. And I just saw states spending a lot of money. When you turn on CNN and see on one coast, Andrew Cuomo, Mario Cuomo, talk about, you know, locking down, restaurants are closed, we need vaccines, we need PP, uh, PPE, safety equipment, we, we need everything. Doctors are quitting, nurses are dying. And then you see Gavin Newsom and he's like, oh, we just got out of fire season. And I think everyone should be really careful and stay away from each other. I got a dinner appointment at French Laundry, so I'll talk to you guys soon. We just saw two, two of the biggest states financially decimated. So I knew DraftKings was going to become more in play. It, to a lesser extent, I think marijuana is too. New York City and New York never really had an urge to, to sell marijuana. There's some criminal element to it. I get it. Is it as much as we think it is? Probably not. I get that too. But it, it raises tax money. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway broke through 400000 for the first time ever. Stock couldn't finish above that big fat round number. $400,000 will buy you one share. He's also got something called Berkshire B. I looked at a couple stocks that he invested in yesterday, and they didn't offend me. We know that he recently diversified a little bit out of Apple, and we know that he likes dividends. So when I saw the three stocks that he put in, some of those capital gains from Apple, none of them really shocked me. Boeing closed at its highest price since March 6, 2020. Once again, showing you that if you had courage, you would have turned a $100 investment into a $245 investment. Can Boeing bounce back above 300? You bet it can. Will it? I think it will. Will it go to its all-time highs of 400? Give it some time. Airlines are not roaring back. But there is a rumor that Southwest, how much of a rumor can this be? Legally, not much. But there is a rumor that Southwest is about to have a huge order with Boeing for the 737 MAX. GameStop did that crazy thing yesterday. It galloped 41%, intraday high of 348, then it fell 50% to 172. It was halted seven times to try to match up buyers and sellers. That's one area that we're going to look back on and say, maybe we needed a little bit more regulation, or maybe this is where the back-end technology that drives cryptocurrencies could come into setting up financial transactions faster. When someone buys, it takes two or three days to, to deliver the shares to that brokerage. When someone sells, it takes two or three days. And when you're buying and selling in a day and they're going back and forth, a lot gets messed up inefficiently. But if we were to use blockchain, it would create a lot of efficiencies in trading the stocks. The House of Representatives officially passed the $1.9 trillion stimulus package. $1,400 checks are being distributed. The House vote was 220 to 211, completely on party lines. $1.9 trillion is a lot of money. $25, $25 billion for rental aid. 
14 billion for vaccine distribution efforts, 350 billion in state and local aid, 100% COBRA subsidies, 34 billion for Affordable Care Act subsidies, 3,000 to 3,600 annual child tax credit, $300 increase to unemployment, $1,400 stimulus checks. A lot of Americans who are in poverty and poverty-like conditions in the last 24 months are going to find themselves not so much in poverty-like conditions. Is this a perfect bill? No, 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 no. Is there a perfect bill? No, 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 no. But it is interesting how much stimulus is out there. So it shows you how easy the market's making it for us. It's what I started the segment off with. That's what I'll end with. It's a little bit too easy. Market's being a little bit too easy for us. All-time records every day. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. COVID became a pandemic one year ago. Normalcy is starting to come back. We're still seeing shocking stories of young people getting diagnosed and some young people getting very complicated complications. When you hear a story of a 15-year-old distance runner having the lungs of an 80-year-old woman, you're like, whoa. We don't know the extent of this. Rare earth metals market is producing big gains. This one's fascinating. You know the things that we love, iPads, iPhones, AirPods, Teslas. Rare earths are needed to make everything from smartphones to display panels to speakers to televisions. China currently dominates the market for the commodities. A lot of people think World War III could break out because of rare earths. It wouldn't be that much of an espionage thriller. But it does bring into you and me, to the, the non-espionage thriller level, of how much should we really care about China and the United States relationship? Should we invest blindly and act like it doesn't exist? So far, that's worked pretty good. Rare earth elements haven't spent much time in the investor spotlight. In the investor spotlight in the last year, COVID was a big story on the pandemic and supply chains. But these metals are needed for our most crucial technologies. Rare earths refer to a group of 17 elements that have a variety of uses. They're used in everything from oil refining to aircraft engines to creating permanent magnets that have tons of applications. The magnet feed rare earths. It's a, a rare earth called neodymium. Neodymium. Dimium. Oh, let's let's get, let's get Rob tripped up and throw another final word at him. But demand for these magnets uh, critical for cell phone companies, for electric vehicles, for wind turbines. There is a Van Eck Rare Earth Strategic Metals Fund ticker symbol R 
R-E-M-X, R-E-M-X. It's up 63% in the last year. It's up 14% this year. Demand for powerful magnets are poised to see the sharp growth in the next decade. Rare earth magnet applications are forecast to account for roughly 40% of demand for total rare earths by 2030. Is this an area that's investable? Yes. Is it an area that you should go all in on? No. With its tight grip on rare earths, it's no wonder China has taken the advantage of that in the past. Considering restricting exports in trade disputes with the U.S., the World Trade Organization found in 2014 that China had set limits and duties on rare earth exports that had breached the group's rules. So it could be a power play at any point in time because it already is a power play. There are some academics and people in Washington, the Department of Defense, who are like, we need we need this stuff. We should invade Australia. General, we can't invade Australia. They're our, our ally. Well, they got some of it. What do you want me to do, invade China? Uh, there's not a lot of places to get this stuff as of now. Remember how Roblox came out and made billionaires out of its original founders? Kathy Wood bought on the first day. She's the uh, Church of What's Working Now spokesmodel or the Church of What's Working Now pastor. I have nothing. I have no ill will. When I say that, I'm saying it almost with like, dang, what'd she do so right to get in the spotlight? But she bought on the first day. That worries me that we're now, hmm, what, what's the word? I don't want to say idolizing. But we are following her very, very closely in financial media. Elsewhere out there, jobless claims fell today, but the pandemic's toll is still quite evident. Um, it was a better than expected number. Do we need as much stimulus as we're going to get? No. Probably not. Would it be wise if we waited and saw how much of a pop there truly is? Maybe. I get it. I love the Elon Musk stories. Last week, Elon Musk lost $20 billion. This week, Elon Musk has made $20 billion. Jeremy Siegel's seeing the market up another 10% this year because of COVID stimulus. So if you have a stupid little app like an Acorns, if you have a stupid little account where you're putting $150 a paycheck into it, if you have a 401k, a 403b, Jeremy Siegel saying the overall S&P 500 kind of stock market will be up another 10% this year. That's good. That's pretty darn good, especially so far seeing what we've gotten this year. Now, do I know Jeremy Siegel? No. He has been more right than wrong, but he's also been betting on things going up for longer than shorter. And again, first segment, I talked about how stock market's making this easy. It's, it's, it goes up every day. Like, I don't even want to look right now to see, oh, we're going to open up 10 points or 100 points or 1% or 2%. 
But the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at a record high of 32,297. I can think of one stock missing out in the big rally so far. It's Apple. But Apple had a big year last year. And a big year the year before. So to me, um, sometimes it's pulled forward a little bit. Sometimes it blends together. Sometimes instead of looking for one year, we should be looking at two or three years of data. Siegel thinks investors will still prefer to be in stocks over bonds, particularly those in cyclical sectors that benefit from an economic reopening. He thinks tech stocks will outperform. He thinks overall, I'm sorry, reopening stocks will outperform tech stocks. So you know how we've had that big battle this year? He's talking about the 2.5%, 3% bond yield assumption. But what if we get 4 to 5% inflation? Dividends go up with inflation. He thinks dividend stocks are a thought for some investors at this point in time. But when bond yields arise, you take a double hit, being in bonds, less purchasing power on the bond. If the bond falls in price, you can't take advantage of it. It's intriguing how dysfunctional bonds can be in the short term, especially. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I took a class in college, and the professor was a class on welfare in America. And that's one of the better, that was one of the more interesting, more fun, entertaining, costly parts of college was picking out your class. It's like you could take a sci-fi class. You'd go sci-fi literature, and you're reading Ray Bradbury and Arthur C. Clarke, and just the, the greats, right? And then the teacher would come to class and one kid would say – would start to ask the teacher about Star Trek the night before. Did you see on Star Trek the next generation, that tricorder? I think that was totally a faulty image. And like the professor would talk for 50 minutes of class and then just say, OK, let's talk Arthur C. Clarke. And it just pissed me off because I wanted to talk about the great ones, right? Um, took a class on welfare in America. Not sure why. I think it probably fell under my sociology or the history angle of my degree. I took Russian writers. I could tell you all about Dostoevsky, Fyodor Mikhail. I got it all in the head still. But one of them was on welfare, and it taught me something that is deeply disturbing. America is broken. If you try to solve welfare in America where some people have fallen on tough times and we're supposed to be the country that helps each other out, we get angry about it. Um, oh, that person doesn't deserve food stamps. We need to do drug testing. Seems like a no-brainer, right, on one hand? But then you go like, well, he has a kid. Are we going to keep food off the table of a kid? Well, he's just buying cigarette and alcohol with it. But he has a kid. And then you see the welfare of 
um, someone from West Virginia and their daddy's daddy was a coal miner and there's daddy was a coal miner and they're a coal miner. And like, we don't have coal mines anymore. Oh yeah, we do. We have some low income states that have low income jobs that people feel stuck in. So someone on welfare in West Virginia is going to look very different than someone in Atlanta, than someone in Texas, than someone in New Hampshire. I don't remember this. This was kind of humor from about 30 years ago. But there was jokes going around late night TV about homeless peoples wanting to move to California because it was sunny and the state gave way more in benefits. And you're like, whoa. No one wants to be homeless is the idea that we all should get behind. But there was something passed in Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief legislation that somehow is controversial and it's tied to children. Under the legislation, the American Rescue Plan, American families can claim up to $3,600 per child under the age of six and $3,000 for children up to the age of 17 for one year to help combat the economic damage of the pandemic. Also in this, there's some support for elderly dependents, people who are not up to the age of 17 and on their own but still living under the umbrella of mom and dad. So $3,600 per child under the age of six and 3,000 for children up to the age of 17. Right now, the current tax credit's $2,000. Now, again, how of a messed up company country are we? We're pretty messed up. I know friends that have no children and they're like, why, why, why are you getting money? Cause you had a kid? Cause you couldn't, you couldn't not make a baby. And let's say you have sextuplets. <laughs> like, you, people can get mad at that and go, well, six kids all under the age of six. Are you really making $23,000, $24,000 off the U.S. government just because you had a baby on a Friday night? America's fractured. There's people that think that way. $2,000 a year for a kid is nothing. And trust me, parents are, are, are pumping a lot more than $2,000 in diapers, a lot more than $2,000 in baby formula. Babies help the economy. And I know you're saying, whoa. And that's why 10 years ago when the millennials were still living at home, we were worried. Uh, you should be out making babies to help the economy to help raise taxes in the future. Joe Biden wants to make that expansion to $3,000 per child up to age 17 and 3,600 per child up to the age six permanent. And Republicans don't. Something tells me if Trump wanted to make it permanent, the Democrats would have said, no, that's not totally true, but we can't agree to disagree. It's significant increase going from 2000 to $3,600. Under current law, families are eligible to receive up to $1,400 per child if the, tax, if the amount of the tax credit exceeds the amount of taxes owed. It phases out when income exceeds $400,000 for a household or $200,000 for individuals. I get that, putting ceilings on people like, well, you're wealthy, you can, you can afford children. It's a very controversial statement that I just said. Um, 
it was something that was was pushed pretty hard core that welfare class in college that I was talking about. The guy who taught the welfare class, he was he worked under the he was in charge of welfare under Jimmy Carter's administration. So this was a college I went to pretty close to Washington, D.C., so they had a, a pretty good political department as far as staff careers. But what are our priorities as a nation? The proposal could cost more than $110 billion for the year of the expanded credit was in effect. So do we want to add $110 billion forevermore going to our deficits? Is it worth it? Should children be eaten? Should no child in America be hungry? That seems like a noble goal. That seems like one we should all be behind. Senators Mike Lee of Utah and Marco Rubio of Florida backed a proposal expanding the credit to 3500 but tying the benefit to you having a job. So if you have a job and you're creating some taxable income for on the state and on the federal level, and you're probably spending some of your job money in your own local town, so the local taxes, state taxes, federal taxes all benefit from you having a job. But they're also looking for a little bit more money, 3500 for children under six and 4500 I'm sorry, 4500 for children under six and 3500 for kids up to 17. Again, I'm not a legislation wonk. I cannot 100% tell you that this is exactly what was thrown down. But it should help a lot of Americans and a lot of children. Um, and there's no study out there that says if you give people a tax credit that they go out and spend it on heroin. I'm just, I don't know. For some reason, I, I don't know if this is going to be popular with the people or not. But it does start really bringing up the concept of, is our taxation system fair? Because like I told you, I have some friends who are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my kids was born December 31st and it wasn't lost on me that I got a tax credit for that year for one day. Did I give it back to the government? Nope. In theory, he'll be out of the house 364 days earlier than normal, but who knows? But taxes play a pretty important role in our lives. Um, and how do we support them? It's easy to tax people who smoke cigarettes. Ah, oh, they smoke cigarettes. They're going to be in the healthcare system at some point in time, and they'll only have $2,000 for the deductible. But then after that, the state or the government's going to have to pay for their care. I get it. Let's tax smokers. Oh, soda. Kids are obese because they're drinking too much soda. They're going to have diabetes, early onset diabetes, and there's going to be a tax to our healthcare system, which is heavily subsidized by taxpayers. Sure, let's tax sodas. People who drive cars make pollution. Pollution uh, hurts our lungs. Lung cancer kills people. Oh, let's tax, let's tax every mile we drive. No, let's just tax the car. But I only drive 12 miles a day. I drive 200 miles a day. I don't drive at all. I have an electric vehicle. Let's give them a tax credit. Like, Taxes are pretty complicated, and it's, it's overly problematic. If we could ever go back in time and redo our tax code, I'm not against a flat tax idea. And again, I'm not, I'm not 
legislation policy smart enough to figure it out. But we have an IRS that employs thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And they have problems figuring it out. Bit of advice is never date a college, never date an IRS agent. Just when the breakup happens, you're going to wonder why you got audited. <laughs> just, just between you and me, don't do it. I've been audited before. Just for the record, it's not that tough. Um, I got a letter from the Social Security and it goes something like this. You say that you owed X. We say it's X plus 3%. And we're going to charge you an extra 1% interest until you pay it back. Unless you could prove otherwise. Okay. Kind of picking up what you're putting down. Kind of. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, markets are making it easy for us. What do you think about taxes? Do you have a different opinion on taxes than I do? It's fine if you do. We don't have to agree. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. How much money do you think we lose as a nation when we don't use our gift cards? We don't use our refunds. When we get those stupid Visa debit cards with $25 sign-up bonuses that we try to use once and it doesn't work and we just say, here, here's my other credit. Just send that one away. It's a lot. So one of the things we're running into right now is a lot of Americans like you and me had travel plans in 2020 that got canceled. And typically what the airlines did was they gave us one year to use that credit. I personally booked tickets. And in a weird month of July, maybe, I got a letter from Ticketmaster that said, I had tickets from Ticketmaster, I had tickets from one other outlet, like a Vivid Seats. And they both said, you have 10 days to say if you want cash or if you want credit. Do you want us to return your cash or do you want credit for a future show? And I missed, one of them I hit like on day 10 and one of them I missed on day 11. And there was no change in their mind. I could have cried saying, my mama's got COVID. She's dying. My daddy's got COVID. He's dying. My dad's been dead for 25 years. They were not going to give me a refund. One gave me a refund because I hit their limit. One didn't. And I, I found the timing kind of like, what if someone was away from their computer for a week? Because it wasn't, I don't know. But now is the time to look if you have any of those credits laying around to use them. Um. An overwhelming majority of Americans shortened, postponed, or canceled travel plans in 2020. The amount of money that went to wedding planners that got canceled and not refunded. Uh, wedding planners, they, they, for some reason, they got better contracts than most of us out there. 
More than half of all American adults, 54% who laid out money for activities that were canceled due to the pandemic, have already lost those funds. Fewer received partial refunds, although it varied by the type of purchase. About 35% of canceled short-term home rentals got some, but not all of their money back. Less than a quarter of adults were partially refunded for canceled flights, sporting events, concerts, theater tickets, or hotel stays. A lot of people accepted credit or vouchers rather than refunds. Good for up to one year. Guess what's coming up? One year. Yeah, last March this time, I, I had tickets for a concert in the summer. So when that concert got, that's when, that's why it was late July, early August when they were offered it to me, I suppose. So if you have that money laying around, use it. I've got a Hilton credit card and I've got an airline, a travel credit card separate. Um, book all my hotel rooms through the hotel card. Book all my travel that's not through said hotel, whether it be a hotel or flights through a travel card. I have, listen to this, easily $10,000 of hotel room stays. What happens if I miss one payment to American Express? One payment, it takes away all $10,000 of credits. It, it may be virtual money to you, but it's real money to me. So make sure you use, Starbucks has got a great app for whenever you go to Starbucks. If you go to Starbucks, you don't have to listen to financial planners. You're like, Starbucks should be called five bucks because it's five bucks a day. And if you put that five bucks into your retirement plan, you'll have over $1 million. Now, don't you want to make your coffee at home yourself? I, I get it. It's, it's shtick. It's good shtick. I get it. It, it's a talking point that everyone can kind of relate to. Millionaire versus a cup of coffee. My advice, though, is that Starbucks has got a wonderful app where you can order and walk in and they're like, here's your order. No line, no fuss, no muss, plus really good reward points. I don't eat at Chipotle, but I believe they have got a good program, too. Some people make a career out of this. There's a good website out there that helps review what points are worth or not, bankrate.com. There's another one, the points guy, although he's been rocked with some scandals, his business. Supposedly, it's a very bro culture. Bro, we got a free vacation in a Concord to Paris. Let's invite some models. Business models? No, no, fashion models, silly. <clears throat> Supposedly, that's a weird, not a weird company. It's um, a highly charged company. Last time I heard that, it was Uber that had a very sexist culture. But no real experience. 800-516-1220 to get calls on the air. So long, sweatpants. Still in my radio producer day. Uh, I dread going back to television. I want to go back to television. But I dread going back to the toilet because I got to get up a little bit earlier. So suddenly the 4.30 wake up calls are now 3.30. It's a longer drive where you're driving at 4 in the morning with people. Well, not everyone's awake at, at 4 in the morning, right? But here's the biggest part about going back to work for me. I got to start wearing, I got to give up the sweatpants again. 
and I lost about 20 pounds during the pandemic, but I put back about 10. So I, I'm, I'm still positive, but I have some baggy clothes that I need to go out and, and update. So guess who's going to have good sales in the next six months? Companies like Urban Outfitters and TJ Maxx. Should you invest in them? I don't know. But there will be a trend of people go, giving up on sleepwear and going to wearing pants again. Sweatpants sales were up 20, 17% year over year. Expensive shoes were down 27% in the last year. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com.